Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Well, I just want to begin to talk this through. And the title that I titled this is The Uncertainty is Too Much. You know, surely I, I need something that's certain. Have you ever felt that way? Like, hey, you're tired of being in a place of uncertainty. You just need to see something before you make a move. Well, I want to talk you through to a, through a couple of scriptures, remembering um, certain things that the Lord has said. So let's begin to pray and ask God's wisdom. Father, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us what Jesus says and his divine guidance. Will you speak to us? Will you teach us through this devotion? What is it that we're supposed to learn and relate it to our lives? Give us your wisdom, your knowledge, and allow us to, to use this to help us to have a better relationship with you so that we can know exactly what to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. The first scripture that I want to bring to your attention is Proverbs 6 and 9. It says that when you arise from your sleep, learn self-discipline. So in a place of uncertainty, one of the things that would help us because Normally with me, uncertainty is a thing of fear because of the unknown. And I know there are some people that can re relate to that. But here, um, Solomon is saying, hey, learn self-discipline. In that for me, usually it's because I'm in fear because of something that I didn't take care of on the front end. So I'm worried that something might come up that I may have not taken care of. Let me go on. What can I learn from the book of Ruth? That's specifically what we're going to lean to today through today's podcast. Ruth chapter one. It says that now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethel, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Let me say this. If you know anything about the book of Judges, and let me go further Passed before that. You see, when the children of Israel left Egypt, eventually they went over into the promised land. Well, they had certain requirements in order to stay in the promised land, meaning that God promised to be with them and bless them within this promised land. Well, in, as we entered into the book of Judges, the first chapter, it says that people, it says that people started to do things in whatever it seemed right to them to do. 
could we relate to that today? Meaning that no matter what, their truth is their truth. No matter what somebody says, their standard is their standard. So there is no real standard. So everybody does what they believe in their heart. That's right. Well, in this case, we open up in the book of Ruth and we see that instead of leaving and leaning on and trusting in God, because there is a famine, they left. And they went into a land that was opposite of God. What is it that we can learn from this? Number one, don't look at a temporary situation and believe it's permanent. Because there, the land was in a famine. This was God's land. So this is one of the things that we can learn from chapter one in the book of Ruth. Just because the second thing is just because I am in God's land doesn't mean that I cannot expect any issues or problems to occur. Hmm. Well, let's let's go to the scripture because I'm reminded about what Jesus said. You see, when things are uncertainty uncertain. One of the things that Jesus warned us to do is because his disciples felt the same way. You see, when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, he started out telling them in John 14, don't let your heart be troubled. He says that in order for you to know which way to go, just remember this. He said, I am the way the truth, and the light, the life. Meaning that if you're uncertain about an issue or or circumstances, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life in order for you to live. So no matter what the circumstances or situation is happening, we are to rely on Jesus. Here's the other promise that he gave us starting in chapter John chapter 16, he says that I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit in verse 13. He said, however, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but on whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Hmm. So what Jesus is saying, when we're in a place of uncertainty, when we don't, we're not sure of how things are going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know how this is going to work out. What Jesus is saying to you is we don't want to be like in the book of Ruth where we are making decisions based on a situation that we see. And we're making a decision based on our logic, our emotions, or our feelings. But what Jesus is saying, what you need to do is rely on the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you a Holy Spirit. He's going to, the Holy Spirit is a person. All you have to do is look to him and ask him, and he's going to guide us. He says that he's going to give you things 
and tell you things because in giving you these things, it's going to glorify Jesus. He says he's going to take what's Jesus and give it to you. But here is something more importantly. I want you to go down to verse 33. Because when things happen and you're in a land or you're in a place of uncertainty, and I'm talking about believers, because sometimes even we as believers tend to make emotional or we tend to outthink our, uh, outthink, try to outthink God or try to fix things, acting like we're going to help God. But reality is, remember, as believers, we're under God's covering. So he said that these things I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. In other words, as believers, we're to have peace. In the world, you would have tribulations. See, this dispels, well, I don't know if I'm in the will of God because I must not be in the will of God because everything is going wrong. What did Jesus says? Because this whole chapter, John chapter 16, Jesus is talking about mourning, meaning that when things you experience death, he's talking about that. He's talking about a situation when it's unknown, the time, the tribulations. He's talking about all these things. And he's, he's saying to you, to us, he said, in this world, you would have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So we're listening to the voice of Jesus, not our, our, emo, our own emotions. Let's go back to Root chapter 1 and verse, starting at verse 13, because we have to learn something. Here, what we're going to find is these grown women, these three women, all of them, have experienced death. All their husbands are gone, and now they've, they're at a place as to where should we go? Well, Naomi decided to say, hey, I know what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go right back to the place where I know where God is at, which is in the land of Bethel, which is bread. It's called Bread, bread from God. So they decided to go back to the land of bread. And so what she says is she tells her daughters to go ahead, um, to go on their own way and go back to the land that they're, they, they've grown to know where before they met him, met um, their, her sons. But Listen to two things that two things that I want you to learn from the scripture. As you look at the difference in the book of Ruth, uh, chapters one through six, Ruth and, and Oprah both kiss one and but. Both daughter-in-laws kiss Ruth, I mean, kiss Naomi, but one kiss then remain. It says that in verse 16, and she looked, 
She said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to the people. This is after she, after they wept. They lifted up in verse 14. They lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said and entreated. She said, entreat me to not to leave you. In other words, don't tell me not to leave you. She said, for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people should be my people and your God should be my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. Well, in the midst of issues and trouble, God will show you and me who's really with me. What we don't want to do is force anyone to stay or don't convince or coerce or manipulate. Whenever someone leave, wants to leave, you let them go. This is what we're learning from this book. As you can learn from the book of Ruth, you see Naomi allowing um, Oprah to kiss her, release her, and let her go off to do her thing. This is very important. The number three, I need you to understand, people's actions speak louder than their voice. And this is a, a very important principle here. As you can see from uh, Ruth and Oprah, Oprah, both of them says they cried and they lifted and they wept on their mother-in-law and they said they wanted to be with him. But in the end, the choice, one of them made the choice to leave. The other one made, as, they, as she showed affection, just like the other one, but her actions really showed where her heart was. So that's exactly where we're supposed to look at. As we close, I want to close you with what Jesus said about the same thing. In John, I mean, in the book of Luke, excuse me, chapter nine, starting at verse 57, Jesus talks about three individuals. And remember, we're talking about when the uncertainty is too much. I want a sure thing because in our heart, that's what we're really saying. We want a sure thing. But we're specifically talking about people actions. A person's actions reveal whether or not they're supposed to be what you are or not. I I remember um, before I go into the scripture that as I was growing up, um, that I would see a, a lot of individuals that really didn't really have cars. Um, I mean, really have a lot of friends or acquaintance, but however, when they seemed to get a car, when their folks bought them a car or when they got a job or something, I started to see people, how many friends and people that they would have, certain acquaintances. But just be aware that everyone has a friend. 
when you're up. But when you're poor, this is when you can see your true friends. When you don't really have anything, anything. So this is just a lesson that we're, we're just learning. And even Jesus taught this about discipleships. He's talking about the cost for us as his disciples. In John, I mean, in Luke chapter 9, verse 57, Jesus says to the first one, as he says, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. In other words, I'm with you. I'm with you no matter what. You've heard people say, I'm with you no matter what. Well, the truth of the matter is when times are uncertain or when there's tough times, really? This is when you're going to discover whether or not somebody's with you or not. When, Because some people are hanging on to the sure thing. They want the sure thing. If it's not there, they don't want to be with you. If it's not there, they can't see it. But remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen yet. Some people have faith in what they see. They don't have faith in Jesus. They have faith. So this first gentleman, when the first person says, okay, I'll go with you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, if you're planning on being with me, then just know that I'm not sure which way we're going to go. In other words, we might be all over. We might be here next next week and we may be to another place. But if you're looking for a, a sure thing, if you're looking to know your schedule, if you're looking to the place to where if you're not flexible, then don't come with me. That's what Jesus was saying. So number two, this is the second man. He said to him, follow me. He said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. What was this guy saying? Now it sounds like a reasonable request. Hey, let me go bury my father. Well, if his father was dead, then he wouldn't be asking, let me go bury his, my father. What he would already be in mourning. If you know anything about the Jew, um, the Jewish culture, it, it would have already been taking place. What he's saying is, hey, allow me to, once my father passed away, once things are settled at home, then I'll come join you. In other words, I need to make sure that I, I obtain my inheritance first. I need to make sure that I have some money. I need that sure thing. See, we're talking about being sure and being in, instead of being uncertain, we want something sure. And, and listen at what Jesus says. He says, let, he says, let the dead bury their own, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. In other words, he's saying, hey, it's, shouldn't it be about first seeking the kingdom? Shouldn't it be about heaven's faith in me? Shouldn't it be about reaching people rather than being satisfied or trying to obtain things for ourselves? This is the lesson that we're supposed to learn. And as we're wrapping up, the last thing is um, the person says, another said, Lord, I won't follow you, but 
First, let me go bid farewell to those who are at my house. What was he saying? Let me go and see what my peeps say about this. In other words, let me see what mom and them say, what I'm supposed to do. Let me really see about what they say. And this is where James was talking about that, hey, you might as well not ask for wisdom. He said, don't a double-minded person might as well not even ask for nothing. Because what, they, what he's talking about is a person that's trying to side with God and a person that's siding with what people think. So what is it that we can learn from all three of these? Number one, things will not always be certain. Number two, things will not always be perfect, as you can see from Christ's disciples. And number three, I will not always know everything. As I close, I want to wrap up with this last word. You see, I'm reminded about my military days. When I first went into boot camp, I didn't know whether I was going to make it through boot camp. I didn't have any idea where would be my first duty station. You see, they don't give you those things. The only thing they say is go here and go there. Meaning, I didn't know where or what because everything that I had to do was tied to what Uncle Sam said to do. Now that I'm in Christ, and when you're in Christ, everything should be tied to not what I want to do, and if this is uncertain, then it should be tied to, is this, Jesus, what you want me to do? I think this is a wonderful place for us to close. Father, I want to thank you for the uncertainty because of the uncertainty increases my faith and my trust in knowing that you have me and everyone covered. You've never left me alone. You will never leave us or forsake us. And this is your word. So we rely on you even when we don't see it, we trust you to know that you have our best interests at heart. Now, allow us to take away this teaching and apply it to our life. Even when we're uncomfortable, allow us to hang on to your voice and to trust in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. Stay encouraged.